Hello, hello, beautiful NFA Money Mamas. It's time for another episode of the Women Entrepreneur Podcast. And we're here today for a biz breakdown session with Dr. Rita, the well health doc. We're going to have a ton of fun conversations because she's at, I'd say at the startup phase of her business. So I know a lot of you listening are just getting going and you're wanting tips and strategies to up level, to scale faster. So we're going to have some really fun conversations around that. First, I want to remind you that if it's your first time here, be sure to go to thewomanentrepreneurpodcast.com and sign up for either a biz breakdown session, just like the one we're going to have today, or I just added a really fun party. So we're going to have a woman entrepreneur party, and this is where you get to come hang out with other listeners. We're going to have a business topic that we share conversation around, and then you get to promote and shout out your own business. So this is a really great way for highlighting yourself, exposure, hanging out with other cool women and being on the show. And the show is growing rapidly. Right now we're top 5% globally. I think, you know, by the end of this year, 100% certain we will be at the top 1%. So you will get a lot of free exposure. So just make sure you go to the womenentrepreneurpodcast.com and sign up for either a biz breakdown session or the women entrepreneur party or both. All right, let's get started with our show today. Welcome on, Dr. Rita. Hi, thanks so much for having me. So yeah. wonderful to be here. Yay, I love getting to see your smiling face. It is so fun to reach out to people on Instagram. It's right now most of the way that I connect with other women to come onto the show is on Instagram. And so it's really fun to have these conversations on Instagram and then like get to see each other uh, over, you know, we're on StreamYard, but it's like, oh yeah, I get to know my people, which I really enjoy. So it's fun to see you here. Um, let's start with this. If I could give you a magic wand and you could have anything that you choose to create in your business in 2023, what would that be? I mean, really, it would be expand. Expansion comes to mind. It's really just launching my business, getting the word out, helping others, sending that message through. Um, you know, I, I've kind of as as a lot of entrepreneurs have had my own personal journey, which has led me to to where I am now, and wanting to to have the power having the passion to want to go forward with with this yeah and really it's about getting the word out so expansion to me would be my magic wand if i could just get in a position where people know who i am i can help them there's a way to kind of mitigate all the business setup aspects of it mm -hmm. because those are <laughs> the non-clinical, uh, you know, non-life, um, you know, non-life experiences that I haven't had, you know, which, you know, they don't teach you in school and um, <laughs> you kind of have to get the hands on, which is good, which is really good because yeah. I'm learning a ton of stuff and there's, but there's just quite a bit of information out there. So oh, I'm yeah. super excited to be on your podcast today to kind Yay. of get your direction and also to share with others maybe something that they're going through that might help them. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what this is all about. It's like 
you know, pre-show, Dr. Reed and I were talking about how the entrepreneurial journey can be lonely sometimes. And, you know, it's like having feedback and blind spot detectors and or talking to someone who's been there. And, you know, I've been in your spot exactly where you you have this idea for a business. You're excited about it. You have your area of expertise that you're, I'm sure, very good at. And then you go like, oh, now I've actually got to learn how to build this thing. <laughs> like it's a whole nother beast. So yes, that is a, a great reason to be here. Um, I, I want to expand a little bit on that, <laughs> expand on the expansion. So when you say expand, like, you know, in 2023, what would that look like? Is it, um, do you have a product or program right now? Tell us a little bit about your business model that you have set up so far. Yeah. So I really have just gotten getting started. I helped co-author a book with uh, 50 other physicians and their real life stories. Um, and it's really about the personal journey. Um, I think it can relate to other fields as well, like, you know, pr other professional women or, or busy moms or, you know, um, people who are kind of juggling a lot of tasks in a day trying to get through their day and kind of losing that aspect of themselves. And so right now, I think a lot of it is um, trying to do some coaching where I can help others with chronic health issues, um, overwhelming lifestyles, or just, you know, trying to get back to that connection of them of that mind body connection. And really, that's my focus. I'm actually finishing up my integrative medicine fellowship. Actually, I've, I've finished it. I'm, I'm going for the graduation in February or end of this month. It's already February. That's awesome. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I, I'm very proud of that. It's a two year fellowship. So it's, you know, over 10,000 hours of work. And, you know, through working and COVID and managing my own health issues, you know, it's been, it's been a, a big achievement for me to have completed this and and it's something I'm passionate about too. Yes, congratulations. So Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, integrating that into my coaching I think is going to be a game changer for a lot of people because it really looks at not only to have the medical knowledge to really um, understand, you know, the physiology and pathophysiology of disease I think I really have that integrative approach of that mind, body, soul, mind, body, spirit, and really looking at the whole person where I think, you know, modern medicine may fall a little short right now. And I think a lot of people are feeling that frustration is, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you have this issue. So see this doctor. And if you have this other issue, you know, if you have fatigue, you go see you know, your general, if you have feminine issues or women's health menopausal issues, you go see your gynecologist or you go see a GI doctor if you have constipation. So it gets very fragmented and it confusing and, you know, shuffled around, I think. But yeah, but I mean, modern medicine is we need it. <laughs> it gets people, you know, over the acute illnesses. But it's really when you get into the chronic conditions. I think uh, COVID highlighted that 
for sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I love this. So well health doc. I love that title. Um, because for me, I'm like super into holistic medicine. It was almost when I went back to school for my PhD in sociology, my other option was to be a naturopath. <laughs> and oh, it's, wow. it's funny because I look back and I'm like, when I looked into it, I was like, that's going to take too long. And then my PhD took just as long. <laughs> I'm like, Well, okay, I could have gone that route. But you know, to me, I love what you're saying about it, it, what the word that came to my mind is coherence. You know, it's like when we have mind and, and heart, uh, brain and heart coherence, then we can jive at a really powerful le level and it up levels our energy and we feel good. So similarly, when you have like a lack of coherence in the medical system, when it's not holistic and it's very fragmented, it doesn't create peace of mind mm -hmm. and peace in your body. And so it's, ah, I love what you're doing in the world. So let's, let's start there. That's awesome. Good for you. I'm curious. So uh, medical, what's your, what is your medical background? And then um, are you solely doing coaching now with your degrees? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, uh, my background is family medicine. So okay. I'm a board certified family physician. I've been in practice almost 20 years. And then um, with this fellowship, I'm going to actually become board certified in integrative medicine. The exam is in May. So um, something I'm preparing for. Um, I've been mainly in, you know, as a primary care physician all these years. I do actually have a background as well in process improvement, um, which I talk about in my co-authored book, which if anyone is interested in knowing that there's different things you can be doing uh, in the medical realm. And um, currently, I want to pursue mostly just coaching because of my current um, uh, my current employment is kind of I wouldn't be able to offer medical, um, you know, advice, uh, direct medical advice because of my exclusive contract with my current position. But I would be able to help with life coaching, you know, optimizing life and really looking at that. I love how you said coherence. I just love that word. Really looking at the whole person from a mind, body, spirit level. I think, you know, chronic disease brings up a lot of emotional issues and pain. And to really heal from all aspects is really having to look at that full coherent connection. And that doesn't really necessarily mean direct medical advice to do that. It's just kind of healing from a higher self perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is so helpful to see the picture unfold of what you're building for. Will you share the names of the books that you, cause you said co-author with a book with 50 other physicians. Is that the one you're talking about? Yes, it is. It's called um, thriving um, after burnout Ooh. and it's available on Amazon. I can uh, send you the link or we can uh, post okay. it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so let's I'm going to put it if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see this flying by. But if you're on the podcast, just go to Amazon and check out Thriving After Burnout. And it's written by 50 physicians. So yeah, it's um, dang, it's the female, um, actually the female physician entrepreneur group. Okay, cool. That's so, wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, so share a little bit. Have you created a coaching program yet? Or are you is that what's in, in the works right now? 
So I definitely have some, you know, program for one-on-one coaching, but I am in the process of looking at a more of a group coach model and preparing that. Um, But for one-on-one coaching, it's going to be mostly just an hourly rate or a package option. Okay. Um, I haven't really publicly offered those rates yet. Um, I do have a website up that says I have the coaching where uh, a potential client can offer their email and then I'll contact them directly. But I have, like you mentioned, I'm in the startup phases of really getting this ramped up. Okay. Okay. So share with me what you're struggling with the most or what you would love to get answers to today. Um, I think today is really getting the business set up, you know, from a medical legal aspect as a physician. I think it can be um, overwhelming because I'm not going to be providing direct medical advice. So I'm obviously going to have a good, you know, a waiver for, yeah. for the client. Um, but it's also looking at what type of, from a legal entity, would it be an LLC? Would it be a sole proprietorship? Um, and also looking at, because I do have a medical degree, um, having to look at that distinction between the two. Mm-hmm. Now in the future, um, you know, if I do decide to just create my own integrated medicine practice and then offer coaching as a part of that practice, that might be something I might be interested in. So it might, I might want to leave the door open for creating something that I can incorporate that later should my employment change or, you know, but currently with my, um, you know, just to be transparent and since this is a podcast to help others, you know, on their journey, I think from a financial aspect, it's hard because, you know, I have mortgage and I just completed the fellowship. So I have a lot of expenses Um, and the coaching would be more of a side thing, but to actually delve and start my own practice and to go that route, there would have to be some kind of financial buffer mm-hmm. to help with that. Yeah. And when you say start your own practice, you're talking specifically about the integrative medicine practice. Yes. Where okay. I would just kind of do like um, a practice where I would actually provide medical care in addition to integrated medicine, Okay. which is honestly what my my uh, desire would be eventually, but I think I want it to, and and maybe this is not the right word, but I mean, I feel really passionate about it. And, and even the book was, you know, it was a volunteer effort. There's no monetary, um, you know, it's really just to help others. So I want this to be emotionally like fulfilling for me that I'm doing it as a passion because we all can earn money you know, you get to a point when you're 20 years in practice, there's always, they're always asking me to work more or do more, make more. So it's really more about the personal um, fulfillment that I'm going to have by being able to, to really like share my journey with others and, and, and help them get through the hump. Yeah. Whatever they make, they have their difficulties in. Yeah. Do you mind sharing a little bit? It sounds like you are inspired to do what you do based on some experience you've had. And that's why you're in, you're having a desire to coach other women who have felt burnt out. Is that, is that part of your story? 
Yeah, I, I mean, mine started really with um, a health issue um, that came up. Uh, and then when when that came up, then I had a lot of other things I was juggling, you know, as a as a mom, as a physician, having a family, you know, financial um, stressors. So it became very overwhelming. And I think it makes you feel like there's no options out there. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of trying to uphold these principles of, you know, pleasing others, putting your own needs, you know, last, getting validation outside of yourself, like, hey, you're doing a good job, you know, where you're kind of dismissing your instincts of, wait a minute, I'm, my body is screaming in pain and discomfort, but I'm still functioning. I'm still showing up, but at what expense? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think a lot of times it's an invisible struggle. A lot of other people, like they perceive you, they're like, she's a badass. She's a physician. She knows what she's doing. She's, you know, no one can see it unless you share it. And so it, it was that part of it too, like kind of hiding behind the the pain a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely not like, you know, a blame against the external, there's a personal responsibility we all have to take about how are we taking care of ourselves? Yeah, are we asking for the support we need? Yeah, are we speaking up? Yeah, and, um, yeah. You know, it's not about blaming, it's just about acknowledging and, and yeah. changing things and transforming our lives to what we want. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So let's chat about, you know, you said a few things, just business strategy wise, like definitely, yes, LLC. I, I would say as you grow, I always recommend for people when they're starting a business, LLC first, as you generate revenue, create an S corp because then you have the best tax shelter. So, you know, LLC first, this for everyone listening, this is so simple. I don't know if you know this, but you know, it's like whatever state you're in it, the price varies. Some States it's 50 bucks. I think the most expensive, I want to say Massachusetts, it's like 400 bucks or something. But, okay. you know, you can either do this yourself, you can hire a lawyer. It's, I mean, really, I, I, I'm not giving legal advice here. So just keep that in mind. But you could literally watch a video on YouTube University and about how to LLC and do it yourself if you want to. There's that option. Definitely, you could hire an attorney to do it for you. It'll co co create more cost. Um, but always treat your business like a business. So, you know, I LLC'd my business before I started doing anything. And so you want to have it that way. You want to have separate accounts and you want to start creating and thinking like a CEO of your business. And so for you, because you have a job, you know, you work in, you're still practicing as a doctor and then you're also building a side hustle. So you want to have those separate entities of protection and have that set up immediately. So I highly recommend that. Absolutely. Um, an S corp is something that you can create once you're paying yourself a consistent, when you're paying yourself consistently, then you can pay yourself a salary. And I would recommend finding a great bookkeeper who can set this up for you very easily. And then they do payroll for you and, and you get a regular monthly check and then you do distributions for the rest of your income. So these are, those are some simple mm -hmm. tax strategies to think about. Um, so there's that piece, you know, in terms of setting up programs for your people, one of the things I recommend, you know, if you have, I always like to share with people to narrow your focus to expand your freedom. And so for you, because it's such a, an inspiration based project, it's not net, it's not totally for the income. It's more like, Hey, I'm going to charge, but I'm doing this as a side hustle. It doesn't sound like it's something where you ever want your business to take away the other parts of your 
professional life. Is that true? You know, if it, if it became that there was an opportunity for that, I would I would definitely pursue it. But okay. I wouldn't want it to be um, where my family was uncomfortable in the process. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs, you can't, there's kind of a, what's that word? Is it oxymoron or it's like, you have to be uncomfortable, but yeah, you tell yeah, me. Yeah, well, when you say that, it's interesting because I, I know a lot of people get stuck in this place where they're like, sure, that's my dream, but I don't really believe it's possible. So I'm gonna say it's not what I want. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so remember, in manifestation, you got to be damn clear about what you want. <laughs> so, the first step to manifestation is clarity and certainty about what you want. Okay. So, so that's the first step. Like, is if that's something you you do desire to create, you know, shout it loud and proud because otherwise you're sending mixed signals to the universe. Like, you're going like. I really want this, but I don't know if I can have it. So I'm going to pretend or hide from my desire because I don't know if I can create it. And so there's a lot of fear there going on. And I notice that's what most people do when they're, you know, quote unquote, trying to manifest or, or achieve goals is they go like, I'm going to limit what I want based on what I think is possible. Yeah, though that resonates. And I think a lot of it too is like, fear of what other people will think yeah you know because when you're you know the traditional route is like the known route and yeah. i mean there's a lot of you know physicians out there doing what i'm doing or already have like well-established businesses so i don't think i'm in the um, minority at all but if you look at the traditional role of a you know yeah. of medicine this is still kind of at the periphery a little bit. Definitely. Well, and I think even when I was, you know, I decided to go not the professor route and instead go coaching route, it's like a massive step down in people's minds. You yeah. know, it's like stigmatized as not as professional or not as serious. Like, you know, somehow you're wasting your degree is how some people, and honestly, I think it's just how I thought about it. It wasn't what they right. were thinking. <laughs> yeah. You know, you kind of incorporate, you kind of thought, oh, they must be thinking this. Exactly. And what it showed to me is my own limiting beliefs. Later, I realized that in the time, I just felt like it was very real. And even if they are thinking that, who cares what other people think? Who's, who are we letting define our lives and our businesses? Right. right so, absolutely. so Dr. Rita, I would start there with like going, what do I really, what am I really creating? Like, what do I really choose to create? And it's okay to say, hey, I want a full-time coaching business. It might take five years. That's okay. It might take a year. It's up to you. It's just being clear first about the fact that that is something that you desire. I think I really want to do the medical portion as well, but okay. I just haven't made that plunge to just go full. So I want to start with the coaching and, and make sure it's aligning with um, you know, what I'm offering others and, and seeing their, their, you know, kind of soaring and, you know, flourishing. And then also looking at where I'm at with what my go goals are. Okay. Know, Perfect. After doing it. So I feel like it could be a first step because I, I definitely have understood over these last 20 years of practice. It's really those relationships that I had with the patients that have been so meaningful to me in terms yeah. of why I do this work. Yeah, okay, 
Awesome clarification. And so it sounds like you are clear, like you go like, hey, I want the coaching, I want to experiment. And, and, and I like that you're doing that because it's a discovery process. I think yes. a lot of people when they start business, they think they should know really fast. And it doesn't necessarily work that way. You've got to play a little bit and get your hands dirty and go like, and this is a funny phrase. Let's, I don't even like to say that because it sounds not good. You know, let's say, like, but I you, know what you mean. Yeah, like, like you, you, you kind of play in the sandbox. Go you know? up please. Totally. And then you go like, oh, I like to work with this type of person and it, with this in this part of my zone of genius. And then I build on that. Or sometimes you do something that you think you will enjoy and you get into it and you're like, mm, that wasn't really what I thought it was going to be. And so you pivot a little bit. And so, you know, especially at the startup phase, that's going to happen a lot. And so yeah. it's OK for that to happen. So it's, it's allowing yourself to play and discover and explore. So to me, it sounds like you're really clear that that's a good next step for you. So in designing your coaching programs right now, so you said you have some one-on-one -on -one and then you're, you're leaning toward doing some group. Do you need help outlining any of that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've talked to other coaches just to get some feedback on how they're doing it. But yeah, I'm, all, I'm always researching and reading blogs and looking yeah. at different programs, like a six-week program or a twelve-week program. Maybe yeah. doing a bi-weekly, you know, or you know, twice a month call. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I'm definitely open to any help. <laughs> okay, so let's start with zone of genius and joy. So, uh, what do you enjoy? the doing the most in terms of do you enjoy because you said you offer a one-off session and then longer term do you enjoy the one or the longer term better I like the long I like the idea of the longer term okay. I think um in terms of my you know if I relate it to what I'm doing now I do basically one-on-one -on -one. you know I'm talking to patients one-on-one -on -one, and yeah. I think doing a coaching would be rewarding to have that more collaborative feel yeah you know with you know having more than one person in the group yeah awesome okay um have you ever thought of this this could be fun for you um i always love to just brainstorm ideas and throw them out there and see what feels good to you based on what you're saying so you know i was thinking a hybrid model where you get some one-on-one -on -one time but then they have access to a group so you you have it as like, hey, let's get some one on one, but then the group aspect and we all know that the group aspect brings very different things to the table. It creates community and then people learn from each other and hear other people's health challenges, mm -hmm. which then helps them feel like, oh, my God, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one who experiences this. And so you get to have that community based feel. And, and, and I think of it as like transformational learning. Um, so how does does something like that sound interesting to you yeah definitely like especially when i'm just starting out i think doing the one-on-one -on -one is really helpful too because it's it's one thing to practice medicine for as long as i have but to do coaching i think specifically where i'm leaving out the medical advice having some you know understanding what what clients pain points are what are they really struggling with on a day-to-day -day basis i think i already know for the most part but i yeah. do want to go in with that curious mind. yeah well, I would imagine in 20 years of practice, you know, pretty, your people very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I learn something new all the time. Yeah. About what, what's going on. And now that I'm getting older, too, it's like there's those generational gaps that are coming up of like, uh -huh. oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, people think differently and the norms are different. And, yeah, definitely. You know, 
Yeah. Okay. So, so just, you know, in terms of building stuff like this out, I always like to remind people of some just key, simple things to remember. So, you know, you want to go with your zone of genius, do the things you enjoy first the most. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you can play with like, okay, am I loving one-on-one or, you know, am I adding group? What's the purpose of adding group? Um, And if I like both of those, create a hybrid model. Um, you know, for startups, I definitely always recommend longer term packages instead of just a one off, because when you're beginning, you don't have as big of an audience to speak to. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's hard to find. And I don't want to plant the seed that it has to be hard, but it's as you build your network and your following, it's a lot easier to build a bigger group. And so, you know, at first it's like, you know, you're going to be cherry picking your people and you're going to be working closely with them. And the better the results that you get, the easier it gets to have them magnetize more people your way. Mm -hmm. And so it's easier to do when you have a longer term relationship with your people and then obviously try to charge a higher amount. And then you could have that group aspect as, you know, it's like this extra bonus of them getting to work with you. And then then you can decide like, do I take that group as a separate entity or do I just keep doing a hybrid model based on what you're enjoying the most? You know, often we shift in from one-on-one to group because we max out our time and, you know, there's only one of you. And so if you're only doing one-on-one, then either you've got to raise your prices to keep it being viable or shift to more group activities. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And actually you brought up a good point for me that I wanted to mention is I also looked into online, some online courses, and then that creating like a, you know, um, kind of a repetitive group coaching that goes with the online course that would be live. And I actually, in the online course, I would like to kind of bring in more of an integrated model, like, and talk about nutrition and talk about, ways to eat, um, things to eat, you know, managing mind, body, and using some of that more, you know, medical, but not in a direct medical way, in a more informational way, and then using that as part of my coaching as well. So there would be an integrated medicine aspect to it. Awesome. Do you have so right now, if you were to start, let's say you started like a hybrid one on one and on and uh, group model for let's say you did a 12 week program. Do you think that you have five to 10 people that would be interested in going through it now? Um, I wouldn't say I know five people for sure. I would say maybe one or two people who seem interested, but I haven't officially launched anything because I am, you know, being in medicine, you tend to be very, um, any field, I'm sure, but you just tend to be, like you said, set up the LLC first before you do anything. So I've really been very cautious to not proceed with anything until like I really officially set up something. Okay. And I'm kind of trying to put the feelers out a little bit on Instagram, but I I do feel I'm not doing a great job on that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, you know why? Do you know why? Uh, And I'd love to hear your take on when you say, I I don't feel like I'm doing a great job on it. Why? To me, the reason is because there's a little, there's hesitancy. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime we have hesitancy when we're selling something or sharing information, that background wavelength that we're sending out in our frequency is, is a confused wavelength, right? So it's a lack of coherence. It's like, I, I, I want this, but I'm afraid. So you have a competing commitment going on internally that where the conscious is battling mm-hmm. the unconscious or subconscious and you go, 
oh, I want this, but I'm also not set up. I want this, but I'm not sure if people will think I'm crazy. I want this, but I don't know what kind of program I have. Does that resonate? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So clarity is the first thing, right? I think you called it the first five minutes of our conversation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and, and I get it because I think especially in your position, it, it's, I would imagine more than anything, it's that piece of like, I'm a medical professional. I've been a medical professional for 20 years. Do pe- will people think I'm crazy for being on Instagram and sharing knowledge? Or, you know, will people think I'm crazy for being a coach? Like, so there's that background fear going on. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so play with dropping that. A really great strategy here is to focus on the people that you're serving or the people you plan to serve in the coaching model that you're creating and write out the benefits to them. Because what that does is focuses your mindset toward helping people versus your fears and insecurities and imposter syndrome doubts. I love that. That's great. Yeah, because that whenever I get into the fear mode, that's when I kind of go back to why I'm doing this. Yeah. And then I get that passion again and I want to do it. There you go. Yeah. I love that list idea. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Do you recommend doing it on a regular basis or just even a maybe like one time do it and read, reread the list or. Brilliant question. And, and both, I would say. So, well, (laughs) well, it's weird. One time basis, but then reread it. So you, you, and, and just keep adding to it. So for lists like that, I put it on my desktop and I will keep adding to it. And every time I'm going to go create something, when I, if I'm struggling in a fear space, I'll go back to that list and I'll reread. It could be client testimonials. It could be benefits I know that people have experienced. It could be something nice someone has said to me about the, the work I've done with them. It could be an email. And I just keep it all in a document. And you read through that and then you're like, oh yeah, create the video. Like this isn't about me. It's about me being a channel of wisdom and information to share with people who need my help. So I always like to remind people you're water in the desert, right? You are water in the desert for someone who's starving and needs exactly what you have. Are you for everyone? Nope. Are you for the right person? Yep. (laughs) And so it's like, let go of that fear of rejection and and what other people think about you so that you can step into your fullest brilliance and really help people in the world. And and obviously you have a huge heart for that. That's very clear. And you've been a physician for 20 years. So it's, you know what you're doing. You know, there's no doubt. There's no skill lacking. Yeah. 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 And I think that, you know, I've read a quote where there are people who are less qualified than you who are doing like, X, Y, or Z. I I think you might have seen that quote before. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) And all that is is a mindset difference. That's it, right? And so one thing you said, um, you know, you said you're kind of waiting to make sure that everything's set up. And my brain goes like, set up your LLC right when we get off. It'll take you. You could do it in less than one hour. I'm not kidding. (laughs) And that's where people get hung up on little things. And it's they think it's like, well, I'm waiting to do that. And I don't know how. But really what it is, is a subconscious avoidance strategy of procrastinating. And so it's fear based, usually. It's making excuses when your your mind is very good at keeping you safe. Yes, exactly. So you logically know it. So now let's help you break through it. (laughs) So either when, you know, when we're finished, you can either reach out to a lawyer who's going to set up the LLC for you or do it yourself. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you just go, hey, I have one hour to research how to set up the online LLC where you're in what state? 
California. Okay. California. I can't, I've looked it up before. I can't remember the, the cost, but I mean, really you could go online to a, a online help for setting up an LLC and pay a couple hundred bucks and have it on its way. So you can't use that excuse anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> actually the universe has a way of, so you're actually sending me the same message. And then someone I had lunch with yesterday, just out of the blue said, if you need a lawyer to set up your LLC or S-Corp, just let me know. I have a contact for you. So uh, it's like the universe is, yep. you know, really yep. sending, like, you know, like you would say, yeah. sends us the messages. Do we listen or do we not? Yeah, exactly. So now you're getting it twice. So yes, that's your next step. What that will do is free up for you in your mind that piece of like of professionalism that I know is there for you. And so you go like, I've got the LLC now. Now what? Right. The next best step is to create a product or a program that has a name that has the the 12 or, you know, I like to do 12 weeks because you can get really incredible results with people in 12 yeah, weeks. Six weeks is just not long enough. I agree. I, I really always recommend 12 weeks. People can can think in 12 week stints and they can also get a lot of results in that amount of time. I mean, for my mastermind, it's an annual, but it's like we do weekly stuff and people come into it knowing it's annual. That's a little bit different than like a mm -hmm. program where you're looking for a very specific result in a, in a shorter period of time. And I definitely say for startup people, 12 weeks is a really sweet spot. And so it's 12 weeks. You come up with the name of the program, the design of the program. And I want you and everyone listening to abide by what I call or it's not what I call it's Parkinson's law. Okay. Have you heard of Parkinson's law before? I know about Parkinson's disease. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you know a lot about Parkinson's disease. Okay. Not that. So Parkinson's law states that work expands to fill the time allotted. Okay. Work expands to fill the time allotted. So if you give yourself one hour to do something, it'll take an hour. If you don't set a time limitation, it could take weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I live by Parkinson's law because it helps me be efficient and powerhouse with my time. And time is our most precious commodity because we don't get more of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Every day is the same amount of time. So it's not about managing time. It's about mastering yourself in the way you use your time. Right. That's Absolutely. how you get high ROI results. And so you want to go like, OK. I'm going to give myself a certain number of hours to create this program. And then because you're on a biz breakdown session with me, email me the outline of the program and ask for feedback. Right. Okay. So like, and give yourself a time limit. So, so what, what's a good time limit for you to create us? And, and the way I recommend doing this, I'll send you my spread, my um, one sheet for NFA money mamas. I have a one sheet document that I send to people with what they're going to get out of the program and it's a PDF. It's I created it on Canva. I have a web page, but you don't have to. My first program I created, it was exactly what we're talking about. It was 12 weeks. It was hybrid where they got had an online course and one on one time with me. I created a at the time it was a Google spreadsheet with the 12 weeks. It had the topics and then what they were going to get. And I would literally like have a have a consult with them, talk about what was on that spreadsheet, send them to them after the consult. And then they would, I had a very high conversion rate, almost 100%. I didn't have a, a landing page. I didn't overcomplicate it. So especially at that startup phase, just don't overthink it. Mm -hmm. So I'll send you an example of the NFA Money Mama ones I have. And then um, just start there, outline it, and then ask me. And so, you know, remember, <laughs> we, especially because you're a very smart person, <laughs> you want to overcomplicate things. 
I, I don't know. I, I take the compliment of the smart person, but I definitely agree with you on the overcomplicating <laughs> that I agree yes. with you. Yes. You know, and I want to say that to everyone listening, like all of you out there are brilliant, brilliant people. We have so many gifts to bring to the world. And one thing that is a real drawback of being smart is that you overthink things. So it's, you know, analysis paralysis. And so Parkinson's law is a really powerful way to help with analysis paralysis. You go, I've got three hours to create this and good enough, like screw perfection, just get started. Right. Mm -hmm. And get out there and talk to more people. And then remember to go back to that list of what are the benefits of the people I'm helping to the people I'm helping. And then remind yourself, Hey, this is about getting out in the world and helping people. Right. And it helps yeah. you get into inspired action and stop with that procrastination problem. No, I love that. I mean, it, everything you say just really resonates with me you know and just you know back to the coherence i mean it just feels like it's like i feel like i'm called or meant to do it like it's like you know it's that other quote i'm full of quotes but i don't remember them but it's the one where it says don't don't die without sending your message through yeah or don't you know it's like i i can feel it like i have this strong message to share and to help others and i it's more that opportunity cost of not not saying it even for my own health because i have it so strongly yeah that yeah. if i don't share it it's just you know because i could just be fine the way i am i mean i'm yeah i mean if anything i could make my life way less complicated I'm pretty <laughs> good at what i do i mean i don't have to think you know i'm always learning stuff but you know you do it any career you do for so many years you get very comfortable in it yeah you don't need to worry about your knowledge base and it's not trying anything new and yeah you know but it's like i'm feeling compelled to yes. change things up for a reason so. so let me remind you and everyone listening follow your inspiration. Inspiration is a divine, I, I, you know, I don't know what people's spiritual beliefs are, but I absolutely believe in the law of attraction, manifestation, quantum physics, that we live in a field of energy. And when you get a divine calling, like you're talking about, follow your inspiration, because it, that is the universal guidance showing you what to do mm -hmm. next, right? And mm -hmm. we stop it through being resistant by then all of a sudden our head makes up all these ideas about, you know, the problems, the obstacles, which creates resistance, which slows down manifestation time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So follow it, follow it, follow it. Follow, follow it. Yes. <laughs> it, it makes me think about, it's interesting because this, this will be released after this other, epi uh, I just did a short for tomorrow for, uh, uh, a quote, I always do a quote of the week. And it, the quote is stop shrinking to fit the to oh, wait, oh my gosh, stop shrinking to fit the places you've outgrown. Stop. Oh, wow. Is that right? Stop shrinking. Fit the, yeah. And I'm yeah. sure we all do that. Regularly. Oh, my God, so much. Right. So it, to me, what it sounds like is you've you've outgrown some of your old ways of being in the world. And you're getting this inspiration and this calling to break through that box and shine your light even bigger and make a bigger impact. And so follow it. Yes, yes. I, I mean, I really I, I don't know. You probably have heard of Abraham Hicks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love her quotes. And I actually in a way like this whole journey started when I went and saw her live oh, like, yes. right before COVID hit. It was January of 2020. Yeah. And it really, a lot of what you say resonates with me. It's just, it's like listening to your inner guidance system. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, rockets of desire is what. Yes, they, exactly. Yeah, rockets, rockets of, of desire. desire. And yeah. then we keep we keep evolving for you know every moment more and more. You know, it's not like we're it's a journey. We're not at this finite place. Like we keep growing and evolving, and that's what being alive is about. Yeah, yeah. And so, really, the question is, how big are you willing to let yourself grow? Right. Yeah. Like, are you limiting yourself? Are you shrinking? Are you playing small? Or do you just go like, hey, go for it. I don't care what anyone else thinks. Yeah. You know, like play big, play big, and, power and woman, Dr. Involved. Rita. <laughs> yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, people yeah. are involved in their own lives too. It's like we sometimes give ourselves too much importance to totally. think that they're even thinking about yes. what we're doing. I mean, maybe they are for a fleeting moment. Yeah. Yeah. But. You know, it's funny you say that I, I realized when I used to have really bad social anxiety and I wouldn't want to share my thoughts because I would like be so freaking out inwardly. I started playing with self-confidence and learning to love myself more. And I realized I was like, it's actually really narcissistic for me to worry so much about what other people are thinking about me. Right? Like just like, yeah. and what exactly you're saying, people are really not thinking the way I'm thinking, that's all my projected fears and worries onto other people. And then you get that, you, you get like a reflective mirror back, but it's not always accurate. It's stories you're making up in your mind, you know? And so you get to go like, hey, just give, just be, just share and let the universe take care of all the other stuff. You don't need to worry about what other people are thinking. You will attract the exact perfect people who are ready and willing and in need for your expertise. You know, Absolutely. like holistic health and helping people with chronic pain is very important. I mean, living a quality of life where you have chronic pain sucks. It does. I mean, it's just so unpredictable. And it's, you know, it's like riding an emotional roller coaster. All yeah, they out of control. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. an out of control feeling. And I think yeah. a lot of it is, you know, it's that finding that self-compassion piece and realizing that life is can be really hard sometimes and knowing that everyone has some struggles that they're yes. going through. They just might be different. Totally. Well, yeah. and then it sounds like, you know, especially if you're following Abraham Hicks and doing different uh, manifestation based stuff, you know that people have great power in their mind to heal themselves. And yeah. so, I mean, you've got the medical background mixed with that spiritual piece. Like you've got such a beautiful gift to bring the world. So stay on it. Share with everyone two things. First, what action steps are you going to take after our biz breakdown session today? So today I'm going to look up how to get an LLC in my yeah. state. Yay! <laughs> and awesome. at least get some actionable steps, know what the cost is and where to go and where to sign up. And and maybe based on that, if I do want to seek legal advice, I can always, you know, ask my friend who suggested her reference. Perfect. And then I'm going to also look at creating a group coaching program. I actually would like to create an online course and then in, in kind of pull in the integrated piece. I think mm -hmm. as long as I have that waiver, um, you know, it should be okay. Yep. And then I'll have the LLC to back it up and okay. then also offer maybe some live Q and a sessions cool okay the course to attract that yeah. yeah okay and so so just for clarity are you going to create a group program and then a separate course or these are together 
I was hoping to create like an online course with the Q&A, but also in the future, maybe do a group coaching. But I was thinking that maybe the online course would be the first okay. so, good opportunity. So start there first. Yeah, to okay. kind of gain, you know, some understanding of, of the people who would be interested. And okay. then based on, like you said, if they get a lot of value out of it, they get magnetized. Okay. And then they might be ready for a subsequent group yep. coaching to kind of delve deeper into Because I feel like the online course would be more superficial than what a group coaching could do. Definitely. Yeah. When the more interaction they have with you, the bigger the transformations. Just keep in mind, if you're going to go the course route before the group coaching, it's... Uh, you got to have a really good lead gen system and conversion system to make sure that you're getting cold market into a course to have it sell at a scale that's going to make you enough money to keep your business going well you got to have a pretty big audience or a really powerful strategy to make sure you're bringing in enough people and converting them into the course so just keep that in mind okay so so that's where i would really need to focus in on getting like the um email building my yeah email list definitely and creating the newsletters so. yeah exactly okay, and hey sense. i'm gonna give a shameless plug for everyone here this is exactly what i do in my nfa money mama mastermind so nfa money mamas it's m-a-m-a-s so nfa nfa stands for no fucking around which is my company name <laughs> no fucking around money so nfa money mamas.com if you go to the women entrepreneur podcast page there's also a link there in the mastermind, we meet every week for money mindset, tips, strategies, up-leveling. We do business scaling on Wednesdays. We meet live every week. And then I do a weekly training course, exactly what we're talking about here, learning lead gen, learning opt-ins, learning package design, learning how to charge, charge the right amount. Like all the things that we're talking about here is exactly what NFA Money Mamas brings to the table. Plus, you know, I have a course in there, several courses actually. So great great awesome awesome mastermind for you if you are in that pre-six figure I, ha I have women in there who have built post six figure businesses as well so it's a really cool community so if this is sounding like oh my god i need all those things check it out you and i can get on a consult and talk together about whether it's a good fit or not and go from there it's only 5k for the entire year which is insane probably in 2024 i will double the price <laughs> so get in in 2023 and i'd say get in now um really really cool program so um yeah, that those are the kinds of things like I know people need like the step by step process because there's a million things to think about when you're building a business. It's like it can be very overwhelming. And so it, I like to help people get laser focused and know the next step to take. So um, just, you know, shout out there for NFA Money Mamas. <laughs> no, I'm glad you shared that because I think that it's very well, very much needed. And you yeah. tapped on the fear issue and understanding some of the barriers and the excuses that go into it, the procrastination. So I think you really can help help a lot of people with this process. Yeah. And have their light shine through. Yes, that's the goal, right? We all get to yes. shine our beautiful goddess lights. <laughs> um, okay, do it. Tell everyone this was the second thing I was gonna have you do. So now you've got your action steps. Um, share where everyone can find you. Yeah, so um, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, that's kind of the main place. It's at, at wellhealthdoc, W-E-L-L-H-E-A-L-T-H doc, D-O-C. I do have a website, so if you'd like to 
Um, if you're interested in coaching, um, you can. Um, it's, it's in my bio. It's called medstherightway.com. Um, and then we can set up a, you know, 15 minute call to just kind of see where you're at and see if a coaching would be a good fit for you. Also, I have um, co-authored a book. It's called Thrive After Burnout. It's very dear to my heart. It, I, it's kind of my personal story that I went through with my health issue. And also just it's, you know, over 50 women have contributed and it's really just real life stories, which are just so inspirational and, you know, heart heart wrenching. And it just makes you realize like we all have a story and, you know, we can all thrive afterwards. So it's, I love that. It's oh, really that's so and, cool. And I, I'm, the proceeds go to charity. So it's really to help spread the word and help a lot of people. Okay. And I want to clarify just because I have on the screen thriving after burnout. Is it thrive after burnout or thriving after burnout? Thrive after burnout. Thrive after burnout. Okay. Let me so. make sure. Gosh, <laughs> now, see, there's this imposter sy syndrome coming in, right? Uh, you know, hey, you, it's not, you create a lot in the world, so I get it. <laughs> I think it's like, you know what it is? It's being in medicine. It's like, even though you know something, you're... Yeah you're dealing with people's lives. So oh, it's yeah. like, you're yeah. always like making sure you're triple like, OCD. Checking. Yeah. yeah. Triple yeah. checking. Everything. I'm sure. But um, yeah. I'm just going to double check. Yeah. So, so uh, just for everyone listening again, so it's meds the right way. So M E D S the right way meds, the right way.com. That's where you can schedule a consult with Dr. Rita to chat about your health needs, health issues, health goals, um, so go there for that and then connect with her on Instagram, well health doc. So her handle is well health doc. And then the book is, it is thriving after burnout. Oh, I did have it right on there. Okay. Yes, so thriving. Yes. If you go to Amazon, it's thriving after burnout, which sounds yeah. incredible. And it's a compilation of real stories and strategies to reduce female physician burnout. Wow. Awesome. This is amazing. <laughs> we were talking at pre-show about how long these shows go. And she's like 15 or 20 minutes. I was like, oh, definitely not that. <laughs> and then, you know, like sometimes I, I just let the conversation go where it needs to go. So we're, you know, we're at like almost 50-ish minutes. So thank you everyone for being here today. This is the reason I do what I do. My zone of genius is helping you break through your fears, get aligned so you can create a business you love, doing what you love in the world, making money, impacting people. And so you listening is just like, makes me want to cry tears of joy. <laughs> I thank you for being here. And I'm always, always here to help you in the ways that you need. So hang out with me on the podcast by going to the woman entrepreneur podcast.com, either schedule or you could do both schedule a biz breakdown session and come to the women woman entrepreneur podcast party. We're gonna have so much fun. And yes, thank you, Dr. Rita for being on. It was such a joy to have you. You're amazing. I cannot wait to see what you create in the world. Oh, well, thank you so much. And thank you for all your wisdom. It's been so helpful. And um, thank you for the listeners for, for, for being there and listening. And I hope that this will be helpful to you. I know it will be. A hundred percent. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for sharing your journey with us and, and things that you are learning to build your business. All right, ladies, until next time, I'm sending you big hugs and NFA money making high fives. Bye. It was for me too. Yay. Hey friends, just a quick reminder that I'm looking for women entrepreneurs who want to do a biz breakdown session with me on this show 
just like the one that you heard on today's episode. Think of this as a zone of manifestation audit to help you scale your business and make money more easily. During our recorded session, you'll get free money coaching from me with clear action steps that will help you scale your business more easily. And of course, as a guest on the show, you'll be able to promote your business and get some extra exposure. I'm doing this on a first come, first serve basis. So head on over to www.thewomanentrepreneurpodcast.com and sign up for your biz breakdown session today.